Welcome to Stacked Keys Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stackhouse. This is a podcast to feature women who are impressive in the work world, or in raising a family, or who have hobbies that can make us all be encouraged. Want to hear what makes these women passionate and get up in the morning, or what they wish they'd known earlier in life? Grab your keys and stomp to your own drum. Robin Gray is a former teacher of 24 years and is with Peach Park in Clanton, Alabama, which is known up and down the highway throughout Alabama, a favorite beach stop actually. It's a definite spot on the tourist trail. She gives us a bit of background on this fabulous property and some of the plans they have. Robin is a mom of boys, is a talented buyer for the gift shop. She's involved in the marketing and merchandising and social media manager at Peach Park. She also is the retired teacher. When she was at the high school, she was the archery coach, and I think has quite an aim. There's a great big world that I want to see, and a whole lot of things that I want to be. All I gotta do is count one, two, three, do my own drum. Whatever you do, it ain't nothing on me, cause I'm doing Robin Gray, sitting here at Peach Park, which is in Clanton, Alabama, right off of the interstate. And Robin is um, married to Mark Gray, who is a co-owner in Peach Park, Mm -hmm. and um, wanted to bring Robin on today to introduce her to the audience. And welcome, Robin. Thank you. Very glad to do it. So glad to have you. So, um... How long have you been a part of the Peach Park family? Well, let's see. Officially, um, I guess we were married in 1992, so almost uh, 27 years. And uh, unofficially, I actually worked down here for an entire week in high school one time and decided this was not the place for me and (laughs) I would not be back. And uh, God has a sense of humor, I think, (laughs) because I ended up back in a a very real way, I think. So Uh, kind of permanent way. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. It is not for you. But here you are. And you play a pretty big role in Peach Park and being here quite a bit um probably more behind the scenes and I I think that's probably because I had my own career um teaching school and so I couldn't be here as much um but definitely behind the scenes buying uh on the retail side of things for the most part event planning as far as the peach festival or special events we have on Saturdays and so probably doing that for about 25 years Um, so hoping to do more of that you know not so much behind the scenes but have more time for that now so some of our listeners because you know we are like nationwide at least that's my goal (laughs) um, won't know what Peach Park is Uh so kind of give me an overview of of what Peach Park is okay Historically, uh, it was a place that my father-in-law could 
sell peaches. Um, in fact, he would always take peaches from Chilton County to the French market, um, French Quarter in New Orleans. And so I think, really, really and, and so I think that trip was long and, and he wanted to do something local. And so this property is about eight, little over eight acres. And uh, he purchased it to build a small roadside fruit stand. I mean, I think that was probably his only goal at the time. And that was in 1984. And um, being as resourceful as he is, uh, the following year is when he decided something had to be done with the peaches that were too ripe and that's when the ice cream came in and he, he tried to actually make the ice cream himself and uh, I think he probably did this on purpose because he messed it up so bad that's what brought my mother-in-law uh, yeah. in and she decided it was so bad she had to take over and we're very thankful that she did. Oh that's funny and her, she's very particular. She's very particular she still makes the ice cream today and um, She's close to 80 years old and actually still makes, she's in there now, actually, still makes the ice cream. So we're very, very proud of that, that we are still very family oriented. Definitely. You have the uh, kids come in and work through here. Yes, you have um, two boys. I have two boys. Um, both still currently work here. One is at Auburn, but he still comes home on the weekends to work in summers. And then my other uh, son is in high school and he works um, when his dad can get him down here. <laughs> He's, he has a very full social calendar, but he, he is still working when school is in. And you employ a lot of kids, uh, we high school and we do. college um, too. We do, high school, college, and then we have other ladies that have been with us the entire time. Um, probably some ladies that have been here the full 35 years that we have been open. Um, we, a couple of the ladies that make our pies and our um, fried pies and our cobblers have been here about 30 years. Wow, that's so, a definite uh, something you don't see frequently, staying with an they, establishment that long. We're very thankful that they have. And then, um, of course, Miss May, everybody knows Miss May down here and um she has her own little fan following and she's probably she's been here probably 34 to 35 years and she's in her mid 80s also wow wow so. um okay so there it started out with just peach ice started cream, but out boy, you have certainly expanded she that. has expanded um I couldn't tell you exactly how many flavors she has now, but she'll bring in some new things for the summer, key lime, homemade key lime, and she's done a few new things, but she likes to stick to her recipes that she's developed over the years, And but definitely the peach ice cream is probably the most famous, and our peach fried pies, of course, are very oh, popular, yeah. but... It just expanded from the ice cream, um, fresh fruit bar. That was very important to her. She, my mother-in-law, loves to be able to provide the fresh fruit. And um, then the barbecue restaurant, and we grew from there. We probably brought the gift shop in in around 95, 96. Yeah, because this is a tourist attraction as well. I mean, it, um, it draws in people as they're headed to the beach or we just do. anywhere along 65 that they're going. It's it's a daily um, 
thing to hear from someone stopping by, you know, for their first time and they're from Indiana, you know, or somewhere way up north and, you know, have found us probably because of social media. But right. we love to hear from first timers. That's probably my favorite is it? when they've come for the first time. Yeah. Wow. You mentioned the shop. Um, you do a lot of buying for the shop and I, I have fun watching you do that. I do. Um, I guess probably around that time around 95 96 I asked if I could bring that in and um, they let me do that and so it's you know something that I have enjoyed doing over the years we go to market in Atlanta twice a year and um, you know it's just something that's a lot of fun I like to how did you train yourself to go to that could be overwhelming it is very overwhelming still overwhelming 20 plus years later um, just watching you know the market watching social media to see what's popular and working with some really good reps that i've worked with with my companies over the years and so it's, it's a lot of fun can you think of something you bought that you just thought was perfect and wonderful and it was just an absolute bust well my reps say that anything that won't sell anywhere else will sell at peach park thank really? goodness and i think that's just a testament to how many different types of people come through from different areas of the the country maybe and so maybe there's always something for someone but um they have tried and tried to get me to buy more stuff that has to do with uh, dogs, pet owners, and I have been very reluctant because I'm not the biggest pet fan, and I think you can attest to where I have finally brought that in. Yes, you have, and, and I'm it not has excited. and it has been very, very popular. So I should have listened to my reps all those years ago, but I really can't, uh, to be honest. I mean, we have been fortunate you know that everything that we have brought in has sold it at some point thank goodness yeah that is good yeah you brought in these mugs that um that i fell in love with of the dogs before, yes or paws before coffee yes. or dogs before coffee i've forgotten exactly what it says but that's my life i can't do anything yes. before i take care of the dogs and so um not by choice it's well we're actually me. selling more and more of that now so we well, may good. end up having a whole section for our pet lovers oh my goodness oh my goodness well and then when you go what if you have things that don't sell what do you do with them do you have to put them back and bring them out later or do we, they have a we life? do that sometimes or? sometimes you can just mix mix it back in with new stuff the following year um, I've always said you can put 12 items on a shelf and you can sell every one of them but you put one of those same items on the shelf and it will never sell so if you mix it back in when it's full again the following year but we normally have a sale we normally put things on sale at the end of the season and t-shirts are a big thing t-shirts are huge for us thank goodness um, peach park shirts um, different popular brands like simply southern are really big for us yeah lots of cute sayings and mm -hmm. do you do you have an idea of the age group that that get the shirts or is that across the board i think it's across the board we try to have something for everybody but um probably more teens and uh young adults maybe yeah. that we've watched purchase but it's it's nothing for someone to come through with just armloads of shirts t-shirts and you know, I'm not sure if they're just gearing up for the beach or um, what, but they're very popular. Yeah. Um, when you go to market, do you have to, do you just take your checkbook 
or do you have a budget that you we have to do? Or? We um, have to charge everything on on the a card. Uh, sometimes we have net thirty with some companies where they'll give you thirty days. Um, a lot of times they don't charge until they ship, but unfortunately everybody wants to ship at once, and oh, yeah. so that gets so crazy. You just start begging the bank to you know allow you to charge more. But yeah, it's good to stick with a budget, but it's also very hard to do that because we try to do all of our buying in January for the entire season. Wow. And so that makes it difficult. I can reorder, but it's hard sometimes to place those reorders because they, that product might not be there right. anymore. If they've been at market, somebody's already right. snapped it all up. Right. Ever incredibly nervous about that or is it just old hat to you now it's probably more old hat now and like I said I've just been very fortunate to where things sell well here but I think that's because of the traffic because yeah. we have so many people coming through and social media I, I, I can't say enough about it sounds like I work for Facebook but <sighs> I can't say enough about social media it is it is huge in our business people looking Yes. For where to stop off or get. Yes, or. I think so. And, and sponsored ads. We do a lot of sponsored ads and we target areas all the way up 65 and, and all the way down 65 too. And so we have, you know, a lot of people that are looking to see what we're going to have when they come through. Yeah. Well, let's jump into social media a little bit. Okay. Um, you run the social media yes we have a facebook page we have um instagram of course and then twitter and so i didn't know you had twitter we have twitter and oh we my have goodness well uh I'll, I'll have to say and i know you have listeners that don't know james span but everybody usually knows james span if he ever retweets a sunset from our lighthouse it's crazy we get so many followers right. after that so we're very thankful for our news media people we have lots of friends at fox six and uh and then of course james span right harmony mendoza well that's great and that it's a conversation and it that's is what people join in and kind of see you know what they've got going it is um, what you have going and and you've started doing things like the on the deck we've had music on the deck this past summer the weather has not cooperated no, like I, I wanted it to <laughs> yes we uh the dj has been great because we start that in the mornings around lunchtime but um every time we plan for a band to come the you know afternoon thunderstorms has knocked that out for us yeah. so still working on that and i've been contacted by a lot of bands because of that so right. i hope to bring in more of that well it gives some life and yes. just variety and then you change your menu up a little bit too we do we've had several special menus from you know pulled pork tacos to go along with our barbecue that we sell all the time and um, that was a hit and we've done a, a new homemade marinated slaw that has been popular and peach salsa homemade peach salsa and um, we've done a fish fry shrimp bowl you know lots of things yeah. that have brought in a lot of weekend we did the chick the biscuits where you put we've done barbecue biscuits mm -hmm. that was oh, very popular yeah. with a homemade biscuit yeah. very impressive so when you're here you really just have to keep being innovative oh yes yes we do um 
In fact, we are working on uh, a new fall project right now. We um, are adding a fire pit. Oh, boy. And we will have uh, s'mores and hot chocolate and trying to bring in something new. It's just always what can we bring in that's new. So Yeah. Now, your hours change a little bit. Hours change to... a little bit. Right now, instead of 8 um, a.m. to 9 p.m., we are 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. In the, during the week, and we're still open till 9 on the weekends. And then after Labor Day, that will shorten a little more. So, Yeah. Now, you have been a school teacher up until... Up this until year. this year, yes, uh, 25 years. Um, I taught special education for the first eight years, and then I went back to school and got my math degree and high school math for the last 17. Oh, wow, wow. So when you, those are two completely different areas. <laughs> they are, they are. So when uh, you went to college, did you think, teaching was where you were headed when you started out? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. My mother um, is a retired educator and I always knew that that was where I, where my calling was. I thought it would always be with special ed students, but um, because I worked with special ed students, I found that I was kind of okay, I guess, at, at teaching math. And so I decided that was the direction that I wanted to go to for the remainder of my career. And so I really enjoyed that, but at the same time, I was pulled in so many different directions, working, you know, on things here and trying to do a good job at that at the same time. So this was, you know, something that I wanted to do to be able to be free to work on these new projects that we right. have going on. But lots of years in the classroom. Lots of years so in the classroom. Lots of experience and stories and just people you've come across and it's well, a small community so you kind of and interestingly enough probably half of our employees have come from my classroom because <laughs> uh -oh. I would what you know you in 10 years now? <laughs> yeah I was like well you know what are you doing because you know things that you admire about a student in the classroom are going to be those same qualities you admire and you think you think so I mean and, that's you can see it yes out oh, of yes, the classroom definitely so Okay, well, so, I want to talk about that, but I also want to say where we are. Um, we are sitting on the deck at Peach Park, and there are um, customers coming and going, and it's just a great place to be. So you can, uh, the audience can feel very much like they're a part of where we are, and you might hear something in the background, but <laughs> we'll just speak up and we're good. So in the classroom, you can see some of those characteristics and traits translate from yes. classroom to to work definitely and, and I would always tell my students this because they knew you know our family business and a lot of them would tell me early on you know I want to come work and um, so you know I would tell them the kind of things that we look for you know if you're absent a lot or if you're tardy a lot I'm probably not going to hire you um, so they knew that up front so I would probably buy the February pick out some students that I thought would be really good employees and they're probably coming in right now after school so right so somebody that you maybe kept up with and watched through their career 
you still keep up with them once they're gone, going off to college, come back? We do. A lot of times they will stop by to visit, you know, with their families and they'll, you know, tell their children, this was my summer job and it's really neat to have them come back to visit. That is fun. It is fun. Kind of watch time go by. It is because, I mean, it's a family, that's for sure, because when they work here in the summer, you know, the schedule might say that you're here from 2.30 to 9, but if we're working on something and we have to wait until customers aren't in the building, you know, normally these kids are, they're willing to stay till midnight sometimes if we need them to, yeah. so. And it's not unusual for you to have several bus loads come through. Right. And during the summer on every day. It, right. And and they do a really good job of moving the uh, customers through. And so sometimes, I think yesterday, they were working on cleaning something. And so my husband, you know, ordered pizza for them. So we try to reward yeah. them for... What would you tell a parent who says, no, my child is too busy to have a job? What, what would you say to that? Oh, there's so much to be gained from working with the public. I mean, I've seen very shy students that I wasn't quite sure about hiring uh, down here just really come out of their shell. I mean, to the point where they could manage the business. Wow. And uh, they do come back summer after summer. And uh, we're almost sad to see them graduate and move off to college because they're probably not going to come back and work for us the following summers. Uh, but we do, we see them really come out of their shell. You can hear it when they're talking to customers and um, it's neat to see, to watch them grow up really. Yeah, you but basically are watching mm-hmm. them grow up. So you're but responsibility, yeah. Um, you know, they learn a lot of responsibility. Sometimes they have to be here at six in the morning if they're helping pack peaches or um, whatever. So, you know, they, they learn and how to manage their own money. I think that's a big part of it too. I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. So what do you see? Can you see some of that just from your perspective? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, I have to brag on my nephew. He is a senior this year and uh, has worked down here probably since he was 12 years old. Most of our children have to do that. And uh, <laughs> Welcome to the family. Yeah, welcome to the family. And like my 10th grader has tried to retire twice and I said that's not an option but uh, my nephew was able to buy his own car and he makes his own payments and and that's because he has worked here for so long and saved and so that's significant mm -hmm. you don't find that very often I mean we we are involved in teaching classes for you know the financial education because it's so missing right right Um, it's not in the curriculum no no. nowhere and and that's unfortunate too so you know I think you have to depend on these experiences to teach that so in and involved are any of them involved in any of the culinary part of it or learning I mean I, I went that route because I'm thinking recipes and having to calculate for quantity right um a couple of our girls are um involved in the culinary department at jemison high school where they are still in school we do have one at jemison in fact it may still be the only one in the county out of our six high schools and uh, we have an excellent teacher there and so i love to hire her students because i know they are going to have a really good background you know in that but um 
and they'll express some interest down here sometimes in helping to uh, make something cakes cookies whatever that might be but normally they are so busy with their jobs that would require them coming in at a different time you know in addition to what they're already doing so they may not always yeah. get to do that very full plate I'm right sure. right so um, and most of the kids that we hire are involved in something extracurricular at school whether that be sports band um something something else besides school and work you're you're involved here with the peach queens and yes and, and i know <laughs> that's get, all i know so tell me a little bit about that we get really attached to our girls each um june the last weekend in june chilton county holds the peach festival and i want to say it started around 47 1947 and um we actually still hit have some of the uh Peach Queens from the 50s that will come by and visit. We have one. Oh, Miss, wow. We have one Miss Martha Bell. Her picture is hanging inside, and she lives in Kentucky now. And she always comes down to visit us. And so we we keep in touch with our Peach Queens for many years. But um, there are four each year that are selected. And when they win Peach Queen, they get free ice cream from us for a year. So we goodness. see them a lot. That's wonderful. And so it is really neat. Um, we laugh about, you know, the different flavors because everybody has a preference. They don't just come down here and get a different flavor every time. But we did have one little girl one year that did not eat ice cream. And so she decided she wanted macaroni and cheese for the year. So she had a year's worth of free macaroni and cheese. Well, hey. That, that was interesting. That is interesting, but pretty pretty smart. <laughs> she had a trade. Yeah, she negotiated. <laughs> That's great. All right, and they're young. I mean, some of them are young. Some of them are They are. Teen. They uh, range from the Little Miss, um, and if I say the ages, I will probably be wrong, but probably around kindergarten, first grade age, and uh, through the Miss, which is um, high school. Okay. And I, that's a program that I'm sure I should look into to learn more about, but they're beautiful and polite. I mean, I've seen they them. They are. They are judged about. on lots of different categories, but they are literally the representatives for Chilton County for the entire year, from everything from visiting the governor to... Um, chamber events you know with different businesses here in our county but they are great representatives yeah for our and county. county is known for peaches yes um, and you guys grow the peaches that you're using here and sell here we do we um, have our own orchards and we have someone that has farmed our orchards for several years now um, and he he does a great job and so we're thankful that he takes care of that so that we don't have to be in the orchard as well as down here. Well, I don't know how you could do it, but I know you've done that before. And in the early years, they did have to do a lot of that, yeah. but thankfully, not lately. Yeah, I can I can understand that. That would be hard to be in both places. So, um, as a mom, you've had to juggle so very much, but you seem to have done it beautifully oh what I don't would you know tell, about that <laughs> what would you tell a mom who's trying to juggle that career uh, that I, I think I would just say it, it's hard no matter what it looks like 
um, on social media that someone has it all together we probably don't have it all together that's just that one moment you know in that particular week where things looked like they were together <laughs> I think we're all struggling to um, adjust like for me now not going back to school I'm trying to figure out what is my new routine right you knew how to get up get out yeah. in the morning get everybody yeah. else out and so now and I know I always said well I can meet you you know if I needed to meet someone down here I can do it at 3:30. you know but now I, sometimes I don't know what I'm doing until I get up that morning and Mark and I discuss, well, we need to go do this or we need to go to the farmer's market or, you know, and that's a day-to-day -day thing. So I, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. My so, life did not turn into that Pinterest life that I thought it would when I retired. <laughs> I thought all my meals would be Instagram picture worthy. And oh, yeah. Yeah, that didn't well. happen yet. <laughs> Well, you know, it's 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 fresh. You haven't uh, completely embraced no, it yet. I, I haven't. I still feel like I'm on summer break. Still feels like I'm going to school at some po point, but yeah. Well, I imagine it is different. And then having one in Auburn, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a little drive down the road. It is. And it's tempting sometimes as a mom to to get more involved. Have you found that you really haven't had to be that involved in college? Um. I, well, he will normally need me to proof a paper or something like that, so I haven't had to actually go there. Um, so I haven't really had to do that so much. You know, Mark and I went a few times last fall, um, but not not recently. He's kind of been on his own, you yeah. know. Yeah, and be, coming out of the classroom or being in the classroom mm -hmm. and dealing with high school, you probably saw a helicopter moms oh dads. yes yes what's your take on that well um well i, I think that's only going to end in disaster unfortunately I, I, there's only so much you will be able to do because at some point they're going to have to do it and and if they've had to do at least some of that all along they're not probably not going to fall on their face and if you've always done that for them you know they're not going to be able to problem solve on their own and so um did you ever have a parent who held you completely responsible for a failed test or a oh, yes, missed yes, homework? Or yes. And um, what, how do you want, handle want that? Want to constantly make excuses. And um, I, I think that my outlook on that probably changed or my attitude toward those parents or those students changed. At the beginning of my career, I probably, you know, was more of a stickler well it was due you know I'm sorry that's a zero if it's late but I probably eased off of that a little more you know as I got older I guess but um why I don't know I think maybe becoming a parent myself and, and being a parent of boys boys do forget things you know probably a little more than our girls sometimes and so I think I was a little more understanding of things now you're not going to do that over and over and over right but, but if, grace on occasion but grace on occasion yeah well and you know sometimes in the the classroom I think we've we've pivoted so many different ways that um there was the fear that if you miss it if you fail it your life's over right right and I'm not sure that that was the right well, way to go. And I, I think at some point I decided being a math teacher that, okay, 
if this person gets a zero on this particular assignment, they're never going to come back to that material. And so, you know, there's a gap and we do not need to create any more gaps in their achievement. And so I think I got to the point where, you know, they may not get full credit, but I want them to learn that material. Right, because you know, that math is a is, You know, that's part of that foundation. Right. And so, and I, and I taught honors math classes. And so, you know, I even felt like that was even more important for those yeah. students because they couldn't afford to have that gap. Right. And so, right. you know, we, we changed our attitude, and when I say we, I'm talking about the math department, where we were determined you're going to do this, where you're not going to be able to just blow this off. So, did you see a change in the success rate I by think having we, that attitude? We saw a change in the success rate, but uh, probably more than anything in their motivation, um. because a lot of times you had to convince that student that they were able to do those things that were hard, and so, you know probably a change in their their self-esteem and their attitude toward math in general yeah I, I can see that that's it I'm not a math person and I went I, I'm pretty sure I decided that in the seventh grade mm -hmm. and I've embraced that attitude about myself and, forever and a lot of students do that and I think that was my one goal every year is I'm going to change you know I always like to ask who who in the room raise your hand if math is your favorite subject and there would always be one or two out of right. 30 and I said well I hope the last day of class more of you will raise your hand you know or that you're you will at least think I've convinced you that you're good at math and so that was probably I guess the most fun challenge is to see them admit that they might like it a little bit and even go on and pursue uh some career in mathematics. Oh, wow. If they I didn't actually, raise their hand in the yeah, beginning and then yeah. they're in the career. I have a success story from last week, a student that I taught um, statistics, and she is an assistant professor and is has a doctorate now in math at the University of Alabama. Oh, wow. Teaching mathematics. And so, you and know. Coming out of statistics. Yes. It is definitely in her blood and in your influence. Well, so you're always so proud of those those stories, but you know I think the success is that they think that they can do it when right. they leave there. Right. So it's empowering the student. Right. Um, and you can do that here too as you empower your employees. Oh yeah, because we have a lot of girls that might come in that are really shy and um, intimidated to talk to the public and you know here I don't think you have much of a choice no no <laughs> you're you... going to do that and get lots of practice at it so yeah and have to be pretty knowledgeable mm -hmm. about everything going on around you um, all right so being here you guys are so busy and tied up do you travel well we try uh, when he is off, you know, of course, they have to alternate when they're off as far as the family. Somebody has to be here all the time. And so we do try to get that on the calendar occasionally. And Favorite we, place. What's that? Oh, goodness. I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> hmm. Favorite place. Here in Alabama, I, I think that would be Fairhope or, you know, just going down to Point Clear to the Grand. We like to go there. Um, outside of Alabama, goodness, that's a good question. I think we've enjoyed uh, visiting lots of different places. Um, Seattle, 
was an interesting city to visit. This summer we got to go to New York. Um, so that was the whole family got to go, which is unusual these days. Oh, yeah. Um, so when you go places like that, do you look for ice cream or oh, have you had enough? yes, yes, yes. The fire pit that I mentioned that we're bringing in for the fall uh, came from Washington, D.C. We saw that on the, the riverfront, and um, they were doing the s'mores, and we were like, that's, that's for us. We've got to bring that in. So we usually bring back some idea or some project from everywhere that we visit. Oh, wow, that's great. We, we like to go and see how similar businesses do things, and... Um, you know, what can we bring in? What can we do new? So you take on a little secret shopper kind we of do, role? We do, we do. It's always fun. fun. So um, have you traveled outside the country any? or? We have. Uh, Mark and I, um, of course, we love to go to the Caribbean. We've been to Jamaica and um, the Dominican Republic, Grenada, different places, Mexico. Um, few years ago we went with students from my school we went to Italy and Greece and oh, that was wow, with students yeah so that was probably fun that was a lot of fun and lots of memories made yeah do you kind of encourage your children to travel be around different people and I do I do and they enjoy it um they do not necessarily just want to go to the beach. I think they're they're more interested in visiting different cities, and uh, but they do they they love to go with us when they can. Yeah, well that's good. Mm -hmm. And the time flies by so yes. quickly. They grow up and aren't interested in the same things that they oh, were as definitely a younger. Yeah. Um, well, what about your family? Now you came into the Peach Park family, but are you from? You're from this area originally. I am. I, uh, in fact, I grew up, I lived probably less than a mile from Peach Park. Um, we'll see. How old was I? I would have been like 11 years old when they built Peach Park, and I remember watching it um, oh, really? being built. I do. My grandmother at the time was retired, and she worked in the little welcome center that was here on this property. And... Uh, I would come and volunteer with her sometimes, and the biggest part of our day was getting to walk through the garden to get ice cream and fruit, and so I would have been probably 11 or 12 years old at the time, and so oh, wow. so I've been around Peach Park, you know, my whole life, I guess, um, but yeah, my family, my mother is a retired educator. She taught special education, and um, my dad it was a farmer and, and a builder. He built houses, and I guess that's probably where the math skills came from and yeah grandparents just lived you know right across the road right here so so you've grown up knowing peach park and then and being a hard worker and y'all have a garden over here we do you mentioned garden it made me think of it where it just it that was, was the design or y'all um, love it or it it is or, or was um we had volunteers here in clanton that worked in the garden they've planted probably everything that is here as you can see it, it they've been long gone for a while so it does need attention and so that's another one of those projects on my retirement to-do list um but yeah people love the garden Oh yeah, it's you can just walk through. Mm -hmm. It's a good travel break mm -hmm. to kind of and the break swings your mind and, and and then the playground. Of course, yeah. the children love to play on the playground. So your goals, 
what kind of goals do you have? Oh, I mean, goodness. I know they're changing. They are changing daily. I, um, my Auburn student said that I'm like this person that's just graduating high school and I'm trying to decide what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I have, I literally change every day. I've had some offers to contract teach you know things like that I don't know I don't know what I want to do when I grow up <laughs> but I just have lots of uh, projects and things that I want to do down here for now and um, um, fortunately Mark and I love to work together we love to you know take on these things whether it's a road trip to go pick up something new for peach park or just out here working in the gardens and we we really enjoy doing that and so i think i'll do that for a while and be a stay-at-home mom and <laughs> to my 16 and 21 year old and um i don't know who knows since you mentioned mark i want to jump into the relationship okay I mean, you guys have been together a long time and you work together and there's there's got to be some marriage advice in there what would you tell somebody who's starting out um, in the dating process and then jumping forward um, I think probably most of all is to just never give up you know it's not always going to be easy and I, I think things are probably even harder on couples today with social media and having access to conversations with you know people that you didn't have years and years ago when we were dating and married and I think that you've got to set boundaries and um, to know that you know there are going to be things that are not so pleasant in a marriage but to never give up on that that things can be worked through and of course you know we have always had similar goals we have similar interests and so that part has not been hard to focus on something you know together because we we don't argue a whole lot um, we usually see eye to eye on things whether it be finances or dealing with the children and for what or whatever it might be um, but I think you just got to just go in it knowing that coming out of it is not an option you know that you you're gonna work yeah. work through that a lot of prayer a lot of prayer and priorities and you just mentioned finances and and they talk so much about finances being something that comes between couples so frequently mm -hmm. you guys have a business plus home plus kids so mm -hmm. that can be a real struggle to see eye to eye on finances and you're a math person so yes, are you I'm in the charge? math person that uh, everything has to balance to the penny and I've got to have a description of what was spent how it was spent and who who we paid and he is the one that just piles the bills up on the counter and you know eventually they'll get paid and he, he's definitely not organized whatsoever so I probably do handle a lot of that as far as the home side and then he handles that for the business and so yeah so you have the division of labor there we do so, so what'd you do did y'all have a conversation that said okay I'm going to take this part you take that part did you have a division of the I think it was assumed tasks? because I'm so organized there you go so you didn't have to <laughs> and, have that conversation and I uh 
I have always been one that I get excited about saving and investing. And so I think he was good to, as long as things were, you know, going well in that department, he's been good to let me run with that. So uh, that is definitely something that my daddy taught me from day one of my teaching career is to save, save, save. And uh, thankfully, you know, I did listen to that one piece of advice that my parents <laughs> gave go. me. And and so that, that has allowed me to be able to retire at 25 years and to not have to keep teaching after 25. So yeah. to we've made, you know, a few smart investments and savings over the years. And so did you sit down and make that plan? Did you know that you pretty much I, would work toward that? And Yeah, not I, well, I actually always thought that I would teach 30 years. And so when it got to the point where we were pulled in so many directions yeah. with the business, I said, well, you know, let's try to just go ahead and retire at 25. But I think it's so important to start from that first day of your career saving and if you have children of course those college funds are important and retirement funds because you don't want to have to retire and have to find another job you know or if you before you retire you don't want to have to find two and three jobs to make ends meet because when the children do get to college and you know things definitely change as far as the budget yeah, the priorities right. shift very quickly overnight. Right. I, I have gone back and gained so much respect for my dad. Not that my kids do this to me because they really, truly don't. But I can remember to my dad saying, hey, I need book money. Oh, mm. tomorrow. Yes. And yes. the fact that he could provide that quickly yes uh, still astounds me. Yes. Um, so and I think, you know, and I'm proud that our children, um, our oldest son, you know, decided to buy a new truck, well, not new, new, but new to him a couple of years ago. And we said, that's fine, but you're going to make that payment. You know, we're not going to buy you a new truck. You have something to drive. And so he has done that. Even being, you know, at school at Auburn, he's been able to make his own payments. And that's something that's always been important, you know, to Mark and myself both is that they learn that, you know, there's a reason why you're getting that college education. You've got to be able to pay these bills. and Right. And I think it changes how they're responsible for things when they have put into right. the provision of right. it. I, I've watched that with ours, too. And, and it, um, you know, sometimes they may have done something that, that made a purchase that maybe they thought they wanted oh yes yes we, we've still. gone through that <laughs> we've gone through that and I said well do you realize you know we talked about you have this debt right now and this debt but you know yet he thought that he needed to go out and spend five hundred dollars on an item because he you know has worked this summer and has a little more money than normal and I didn't quite see it that way so yeah yeah I I hear you. But those are good life lessons because they, they won't go away. Those will be the lessons that they'll have in their teens and their 20s and in their 50s right. and 60s. So, right. And older, too, I'm sure. But um, life lessons, I guess yes, that's what we're all about. Definitely. What, what kind of... When you were raising children and you... Did you have a goal of this is what I want my kids to end up? You know, whether in the relationship with you, how you wanted to define mother-son relationships? Um, 
I think teaching high school, I would see certain students that I would think, you know, oh, that he's such a good kid. I hope my boys, you know, turn out like that and that kind of thing. But as far as like laying out their life or their career, things have definitely taken a little bit of a turn from the way I I thought that they would go. Uh, Tanner, my oldest, has always been a businessman. I mean, from the time he was three years old, I mean, the child was selling his own eggs from his chickens and, you know, I mean, he's just always been a little businessman. And so we always thought that that would be the direction he would go in. And then recently in January, he decided to change to criminal justice and law. And, you know, that came out of nowhere. I, I did not see that coming, but he, he um, has a, a passion for that. So that's one child. And then looking toward the other goals. Caden, well, let's see. We were going to be a professional basketball player. Um, not sure that will pan out for him. He's doesn't quite have the height for that. And hey, there been some really but, great you know, pro shorts. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, then he decided this year that the workouts and all that's too much work. Um, <laughs> so then, you know, we're going to be an anesthesiologist. We've been through that. So we're in tenth grade, and who knows where we will be. I, I've learned to just, you know, go with the flow, and not sure where. They will end up, but just, you know, pray about it daily that God is leading them in the right, you know, direction. I want to go into that. You, I mean, you have a, a faith, mm -hmm. um, you and Mark, and being in the classroom, did you see that you had to put your faith on the side or back burner? Um, I never did put my faith on the side or back burner. I think I was one of those that just... Um, knew that it would all work out you know if i got in trouble for something i said or a bible verse written on the board or you know on a it was always subtle I, I you know i didn't i don't think i necessarily walked in the classroom preaching although my sometimes i might do that you know if something came up where i expressed my beliefs or something so i, I guess i just got by with that for 25 years but um I, you know, I guess maybe the area I'm fortunate to have taught where I didn't have to worry about that as much. Yeah. And at a time period, probably, where I didn't have to worry about that as much. So. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you want to make sure that we really touch on? I know I'm asking you here as a, but, but there's so many different facets of your right. life. And and so many areas that you have been involved in from community to um, the the schools I mean, you see so much going on is there anything that we maybe haven't covered that you want to make sure we um I don't I can't think of anything right off you mentioned community and that is something that Mark and I you know try we're trying to be better about that for so many years we would be invited to you know whether it be the chamber meetings or whatever might be going on and we just honestly did not have time to make any of that happen of course a lot of them are lunch meetings and I certainly couldn't do that being in school and so I think that's where our you know along with Peach Park I think that's where our focus is going to be is trying to you know make that 
community a priority and getting more involved for our area yeah because that is important community is very important and and it's um y'all have been here a long time making contributions both locally and then taking concepts beyond our borders Mm -hmm. so that that is um admirable but it does take time it does it does and, and commitments to it too um superpower if you had one superpower just for today only today what mm. would that superpower be? Mm, probably to just multiply myself. <laughs> there needs We'd all to, like a lot more yeah, Robins. Yeah, I don't know that that would be <laughs> great for everybody else, but I need like six of me so that, you know, I've started making cakes here at Peach Park that have gotten kind of popular, but I can't seem to keep up with them. And so I need more than one person to bake my cakes and, then, like you said, handling the family finances and answering the phone to deal with whatever's going on in Auburn. And I just need a few more of me. So to be able to create a few for a day would be nice to get things done. <laughs> I like that. Um, Robin, we've talked for a good while, and I sure appreciate your time. I love it here. You know, we come here frequently because we don't live too terribly far. And so I appreciate y'all being here and and the quality you provide. And I just, I love it and hope that all of our listeners will make a a visit to Peach Park. How do they get in touch with you? How do they see your social media and what, what's, how do they follow up? Um, Peach Park, we are on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I believe all three are under Peach Park Clanton. Um, And we have a website, uh, mainly to just give information, but you can also order some of our products like fried pies and peach preserves. You can find us on um, Facebook um, under Peach Park. And like you said, we are in Clanton, um, Instagram and Twitter. And if you comment on any of our posts, that will be me that um, sees that. And we just absolutely love people to come for the first time so if you come by for the first time please let us know because we're very interested in in knowing that and seeing pictures and we love to see people's pictures posted in their peach park memories and so we would love to have you and we'd love to hear from you well that's great thank you so very much and thank you and um best of wishes thank you Thank you for listening. Wasn't Robin Gray just awesome? I love Peach Park, and I'm so glad that you got a chance to meet Robin, hear some of her insight, and some of her funny stories along the way. Thanks for listening.